0: Hey, what's up? I'm Yellow Wolf.
1: This is Shooter Jennings. We're sometimes why we are
0: sometimes why, baby. Here on Front Row Live.
1: For starters, Yella, I've been a fan of yours for a while since Love Story when we talked at Glass House back in 2014. Uh, Shooter, this is actually my first introduction to you, and I'm so excited that this is it because this is incredible. Um, so, I want to talk about like that team up between the two of you and coming together and creating Sometimes Why
0: we've been good friends for, I don't know, 11, 12 years, uh, introduced by, um, by, uh, my, my brother basically, uh, struggle Jennings, William Harness, um, and, uh, shooter and I were, were like passing as kids around, you know, uh, neighborhoods, church, um, you know, around kind of the same crowd. Our parents were running around the same circle, but we never met as kids. Um, but yeah, we, 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 we reconnected basically um, uh, about 12 years ago. And, you know, I was already a huge fan of shooters and, um, and you know, I went to see him play at the Masquerade, the old Masquerade in Atlanta. And uh, after that, we went to the Claremont Lounge You know, had some had some beers and you know just started talking creative. And next day, uh, he came over to my place in Atlanta, and we kind of just set the seed there that we were going to make some music. And you know, we we've done music sporadically over the years, like a session here and there, you know, a hook feature, and we're just trying stuff out. Um, But at some point, it clicked with us that we needed to do something serious and, 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 and start really mulling over ideas to, to create an album, but we didn't realize, we didn't know what we were going to do. We just knew we were going to do something and we didn't know what it was going to sound like. None of that. We we just started playing with ideas. And, you know, fast forward to now, sometimes why is official,
1: you know, as you guys went into the studio to start working on this, uh, you know, what was that chemistry like now that there was actually like a, a release that about to happen?
2: It was it oh. was magic for me. I, I just I, it felt like it was bottled up for years and we were just waiting for it to actually happen. It was kind of scary, but it was at the same time because, you know, I wanted to go in and kill it, but. But it was like the unknown. It was like venturing into the unknown we'd been waiting for for 10 years, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. It was like, you know, we started making music. First of all, he sent me an acoustic piece, Darren. And I I wrote a record to it and recorded a vocal, like literally underneath my stairs uh, in the little attic closet space that I turned into a studio during quarantine. And he loved it. And, you know, I didn't think it was that special, but he heard something. He's like, holy shit, man. I think we need to get in the studio seriously. So we, at that point, we started planning a session, which ended up being Sunset Sound LA. So when we pulled into the studio, I had it was my first time meeting the entire band. Everyone in the room besides Shooter, I was meeting for the first time. And, um, you know, once once we cracked the code which i I don't know what record it was in particular um i want to say it may have been radio or jump out the window it was a it was a particular record where we kind of stood up and looked at each other like holy shit man we're a band like this is a band and i you know and i felt like Damn, is this what I've been waiting for? Is this is this what I've been waiting for all these years? Cause you, it's just like I've always felt a little un, kind of. I was waiting to be unhinged, you know. I was, and I didn't know what how to do it, you know. It's like doing a record with Travis Barker, Psycho White, or you know, going in the studio for Trial by Fire and doing a record wine on a Judd Lee, Bryce, Joshua Headley. Or, you know, from that to like Tim Armstrong from Rancid and trying to find a pocket to just let let loose uh, with with singing and songwriting. And, you know, I felt like this was this was the record and this was the moment. So
1: do you feel like you you this kind of helped you discover yourself? Is that what you're saying?
0: No, no, I I don't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it helped me to discover myself uh, because certainly hip hop and and music that I've done uh, so far in my career has helped me discover who I am yeah. throughout the years. What this did was give me a, a platform, a foundation to translate an energy that I've just been like that's just like he said, it's just been bottled up. You know, and you know I've I've heard a few few times people say, man, I didn't know you I didn't know you could sing. I didn't know you were a singer and and I scratch my head like, damn, I, don't, I guess they never heard till it's gone. I guess they never heard Best Friend. I guess they never heard these records I was singing on. But then I realized, oh, that's not it. They just don't hear singing because of the music. The music is not giving me the palette for them to even hear me singing because they're just hearing hip hop. So what Shooter did is gave me the palette of music to, for, uh, to allow me not only to express myself, but for people to absorb the vocals. And uh, and, you know, and that and the, the record just molded into this rock and roll album. And and, you know, it could have been anything, but it turned into just a pure rock and roll record.
1: Now, Shooter, like I love the dynamics that we get on this record. Um, what was that like for you, like kind of coming together and figuring out what kind of sounds and styles we would be listening or getting uh, out of this record?
2: It was pretty organic. I mean, there were, there were two songs that I had made demos for Leading into it, I mean, i actually, that's not true. I made like ten or twelve, but we only used two of them. And then once we got in with John schreffler and Jamie Douglas and Ted Russell Camp, we just started like making stuff up. There was like, I think it was after we got through those first two tunes, which was like "Hold My Head" and "Rock and Roll Baby." Um, you know, we started listening to stuff, and Yellow Wolf made the decision. He was like, "Why don't we just make it up? Let's make it up on the spot." And it, that that. <clears throat> that's like the scariest and most exciting thing possible because you know these guys I've been playing with some of them Ted for 20 something years and and so we have this long relationship of playing many shows and doing working on many projects together so we're we're all ready to to do it on the spot but not you know we just kind of started messing with stuff and stuff came out. I mean, like radio was uh, sitting in the courtyard at Sunset Sound and, and, and John Treffer was playing guitar and, and we were just messing around with chord changes. And then next thing you knew, we get in there to start cutting stuff. And it was like, okay, let's leave the first beat of the, of the bass and guitar out. So it's, da da. Da, 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 da. and like we just started making these little tweaks and these little changes and like what if we do this and then boom 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 and then we had like a tune and then we went to like you know make me a believer which was like he he had a tempo that he wanted and so we kind of chased a tempo and and you know we're making kind of calls on the spot of where the chord changes would go or like jump out the window with he got in i wouldn't even i i was late to the studio that day by like 10 minutes. And when I got in, they had already, like, he had already laid down the, 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 the kind of vocal loop that, the, that he made with his mouth with the claps and Jamie's about to do the drums. And then it was like, okay, what, you know, what music do we put with this? And I I, I had my DX seven and I was sitting there trying some different things. And eventually I was like two, just two notes and changing one of the notes, like, and that became that song, you know? So it was like, pure uh, experimentation and it was it was just fun all the way to the very last minute every minute of the studio was used and and uh, it was a crazy time that the world was changing there was all outside the studio helicopters, cops, you know National Guard and stuff and it, it was it was just like such a surreal experience that when you look back on it, you're like, I don't know how we did it. You know, I mean, what I said is, is what happened, but like, it was definitely something really special and we knew it like by day two. I mean, by day one, we knew it, but by day two, we were like making real magic and it was it, it was just really exciting. It's really cool.
1: Yellow Wolf, how, do, how did you kind of challenge yourself and step out of your comfort zone as far as, far as like vocals and ranges and different dynamics uh, with this record?
0: Um, yeah, well, there, there was, there's certain, um, there's certain like vocal notes that were, well, first of all, I call my, my, my buddy, Peter Keys. He's a piano player for Leonard Skinner. He played with, uh, Funkadelic, you know, he's, he's a genius with, with, he just, he can hear, you know, he can hear notes like exactly what they are or that's you know uh you know a diminished or whatever just just by ear or whatever you know and I I don't know that you know like i I everything I know is just by ear I don't I can't read music and I and I can't as of yet I'm starting to learn you know how to map out chords and and what they are and so I I knew I needed someone in the room to make sure I was doing the shit right really right Um, And so I just thought it would be good if I had a really good piano player that as I'm searching for my melodies or my harmonies, he could help me find it by being in the other room with a piano and just play what I'm what I'm hearing just help me to find it. So it was Peter Keys. And, you know, I just we parked it here at uh, Blackbird Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. We did all the music and I wrote pretty much the bulk of the record at least melodically, and a great, a good deal of the lyrics at Sunset Sound. But, you know, I just felt like we were on such a roll of making the music that there was no, you know, there was no need to take out hours of the day while we were only there for 10 days to try to cut vocals. Uh, I was like, I could do this back in Nashville. So that's what I did. Just came back to Nashville and, yeah, just pushed myself, you know, I think that Make Me a Believer is for sure uh, an area that I had never stepped in before. Um, uh, Moonshiners Run uh, is a vocal tone I had never stepped into before. And then um, and Jump Out the Window, uh, there, there, there are certain like, areas that I, for sure I'd never been before, but there are other areas that I had been before, like Best Friend, uh, you know, like the verse style is, uh, you know, like ruby red lipstick, kiss on a head, is the same as uh, ain't never been much of the church type, but I believe in the last days. It's the same thing as is best friend, but like again, it 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 doesn't it translates different on over different music. So there were some things that were challenging, and some that were just like that I have done you know before a lot earlier in my career.
1: Would you say that? Those new vocal tones that, that you mentioned, um, especially for make me a believer, would you say that they were somewhat comfortable for you to get to, or was that something that you kind of had to practice or or learn how to sing it the right way?
0: Uh it well, it was taking my screaming voice and, and making it melodic, whereas like like I have a record on uh I think it was zero to sixty, uh, uh growing up in the gutter, growing up in the gutter no more fairy tales hands hey, on and i'm screaming that shit going up in the gutter but to take morphing that into a melody a singable melody a singable melody that is still you know a like basically screaming it that was uh, yeah that that was that was a challenge you know it's difficult man people people are like you know it, it takes a lot of like uh uh, humility to take yourself there in the in the booth when an engineer, a piano player, maybe a guitar player is sitting on the other side of the glass, and you're getting through these really hard areas and singing it terribly, at the, you know, like, like, not, I, that's not right, dude. Uh, let's try this again, you know, like. So it's like, if you if you like, if you think about most people that like singing in the shower, singing off key and shit, you you know, take that to a booth in front of people and try to figure it out you know, a lot of <laughs> humility.
2: <laughs> I mean, he says that and he was so, he was so like, we were all pretty floored at what a great singer he was the minute we got in there. I knew he could sing, but just having to be on the, on the vocal mic, like when he was just coming up with ideas, he was, he was really great. I mean, he, he likes to put himself down, but he, he's a lot better than he, he thinks he is.
0: <laughs> That's not, I, I love you. I love you for saying that, man. Like, but I, I I will say that, like, you know, uh, there's like I find my comfort zones, you know, and like Shooter and I have talked about this. And I think overall, my ignorance, so to speak, of like singing records like this or how, you know, I, I, I can hear it. I hear it in my head. But I get around it from my earlier influences and my cadences that are influenced by, you know, uh, a hip hop cadence, so to speak. It helps me to slide around the record in a in a new way. And I didn't realize how new it actually was until I started tuning in to current rock and roll, you know. And it, it was just like, damn, no, no one sounds like us, <laughs> you know. Like we have a super unique sound because of that. It's just, just like. It's a a newness for for Shooter and I, you know, that that makes it awesome.
1: And that's a a great point because, you know, we are used to listening to you in a different kind of cadence um, than what we listen to here. So in during that vocal recording process um, or even during the writing process, like, did you think about the cadences as you were writing or is this something that you both kind of figured out as you guys were starting to record?
0: Well, you know, the, these, you know, shooter, shooter, and I have a, a, a very similar inspiration, uh, a, a, a pot of inspiration, so to speak, that we reach into. Like, we, 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 we came up influenced by a lot of the same shit. So, it, in that sense, it's like, you know, it's like when he said when he when he laid down that that those two notes on jump out the window, I was like yeah dude that's it and then all of a sudden it was like i've been a missionary for the devil it wasn't it was it just came to me and then you know you map out the melody and then you you know you fill in the blanks with the words but you know the melodies my vocal melody is pretty instant you know and so you know and but you know that being said john's guitar parts were pretty instant ted's bass parts you know um jamie's drum parts you know uh shooters piano and synth parts it everybody had is so well versed in their own particular instrument it it came together pretty quickly i mean we cut like 22 records you know of which we picked 12 but we cut a lot yeah we were on a roll man
2: yeah but there were there were a lot of moments too though like on make me believer and the title track where like Yellow Wolf was like, okay, I'm gonna do this cadence. you know. So we were like, we knew that he was gonna do that regardless of what the lyrics were. Same with like the the thing where it's like da 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 like where where he does the really quick thing in the first song, like that that he knew what he's gonna do. So so he he had him and Jamie worked out the drum fill so that when he put his vocal there it was going to match perfectly you know so that kind of stuff was really cool to watch go down because it was like pre-planning you know but not not too yeah for
0: sure like no one song ever starts the same like that that's a that's a thing I I don't think any record in my career other than you know let's an acoustic guitar a lot of times you know acoustic guitar can lead a record quite a bit other than that, though, it's it's super random and you don't know where it comes from, man. It's like it's just grabbing some sort of magic that's floating around and it's there. But then, you know, you don't know where it's at and then you just you snatch it out. the Out of nowhere. It's just it's it, that's what makes making music still so fun. I don't that'll never change, you know, like you, you don't know where it comes from. And that's the whole excitement about going into the studio with no plans. Yeah,
2: it's like catching trying to
0: find it. Yeah, catching that butterfly, man. That's
2: what he said that one time. And I was like, that's that's exactly what it is.
1: Shooter, how did uh, how did you feel challenged? How did how did Yellow Wolf help you kind of step out of your comfort zone for this
2: record? I think it was just like we both knew we were going to get to do something we really wanted to do, you know? Like, I when you're for me, like when I'm making records for myself, I'm always trapped in myself a little bit, like, you know, I'm always trying to do things but I'm always kind of stuck being the singer so in this in this scenario to to kind of just have this like outlook of just like hey man let's make the coolest music the coolest record we possibly can like without any walls or ceilings like or floors to be honest with you it was just pretty pretty spectacular you know it, it was just when we came out the other <laughs> way, we loved it so much
0: you Dude, know. no walls, ceilings, or floors. Just, <laughs> just floating.
2: In, in the void, man, in the abyss.
0: Yeah, I love that. During
1: the tracks that you guys released for this record, uh, what track would you guys say like was the biggest challenge to kind of like finalize or create? I know you guys mentioned everything came out organic, but did you guys feel like you were struggling with any one of these? I didn't.
0: I, I felt I, like
2: well, it was smooth.
0: I have an answer for that it wasn't it look by the end of the by the end of the week it was last day we were pretty exhausted like okay, just yeah. <laughs> physically exhausted you know and you know like people don't realize mental exercise is so tiring like it's like physically tiring like creative mental exercise if you're like searching 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 for you know 10 days just next, next, next. It like whereas you phys- if you're physically worn out, even though you haven't like moved a lot, like your your mind has like wore you out. So you know by you know day ten or whatever, everybody's kind of in there just sitting. You know, John's like barely strumming on his guitar or whatever, <laughs> and everybody's just slow motion. And I'm like, we gotta have one more. We need to close it. We need to close it. And I think I might have smashed a, a Red Bull or or like drank a you know entire pot of coffee and I just I, I told David spring I was like man just turn the mic on let me just jump in the booth and play with that idea and I went and went in the booth and I uh basically what you know what they call like holy ghosting where you just basically free freestyle a, a song melody so and that turned into moonshiner's run oh it was hilarious <calendaring> <right? laughs> you know it was like basically I just kind of matched yeah. So I like mapped out the whole record and they're like, OK, let's do it. <laughs> so, And uh, but we needed a way out. And, uh, that, and like I said, man, again, that's just kind of like capturing something that was in the air and um, and, and putting it down. But yeah, that, that it wasn't a challenge to create it like like for, for us to vibe and to create the song. But we were challenged, like we were on our, we were right at the finish line, you know, we were right there, and it was just like getting across that that last little hump. And um, yeah, thank well, God we did because like, that record's I'm crazy. Get,
2: I'm gonna get blood out of the stone, and we're like, we're, we're squeezing. There's nothing coming, and then he's like, damn, and it just came all out. and We done,
1: like we did it. <laughs>